This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Mosier, your host today, coming at you from the Fargo studios. I'd like to thank Therese for producing. Thanks, Therese, getting the smile and the nod. That's it. She's staying awake. She's not sleeping. That's right. We just had Father Jason Miller on talking about Holy Week and the Sacred Triduum. He broke it open and explained it so nicely and given me some great images to meditate on as we go forward through this sacred, sacred week and through the Triduum. Well, we would like to welcome now to the studio... Deacon Pat Breen. Welcome, Deacon Pat. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah. Hey, full disclosure, Pat and I are, Deacon Pat and I are pretty good friends. We used to do music ministry together and stuff, and he's got a great family. You know, it's just awesome to see. So uh, thanks again for all your reaching out and uh, just being a great friend over the years, Deacon Pat. Well, same to you, Tim. I I appreciate our our friendship as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, we're here to tell your story. Everyone has a story, you know, and this is great. Of course, you were ordained a deacon a couple years ago now. And um, just to start at the beginning, let's start with growing up, you know, your family, the faith, how that all fit together to bring you to where you are today. Sure, sure. So I, I grew up in Hillsboro. I'm oh, yeah. the, the second oldest of, uh, of eight children and um, very loving parents, very Catholic parents. And, and obviously the, my grandparents were very devoted to their faith as well. Mm-hmm. So um, we were, I mean, Sunday it was, it was definitely uh, church day and we spent time together. We always had meals together uh, with my, my grandma. My grandpa mm. passed away earlier and and so it was definitely a family-oriented day. So, um, and we had catechism classes, and we, uh, you know, once I, I graduated from high school, I came to NDSU. I got involved in the Newman Center there. That was obviously a, a, a big part of my, my life, and, and at a critical time, too, um, where in college, that's where we can find people that fall away. I got involved in the search program as well, and... Um, and uh, so that's actually where I met uh, my wife, Brenda. Mm. I, I still can see it to this day. We, had, uh, we were at a search at uh, Cardinal Minch, and she walked in the room and... Did time uh, stand still? Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, it's snapshot in my mind. Mm-hmm. And um, I just said, who is that? I need to meet with her. And, you know, in a Catholic setting like that, too, it was so good to... Meet other other people, other youth, other mm-hmm. young adults, and so search had a very big impact on my uh, uh, our lives too. Then and you you've stayed in in, in touch and, and active in that as well, haven't you? And Brenda both, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. with the exception of the past couple of years yeah. here due yeah. to COVID, but uh, we've been ma and pa on many search weekends. Somewhere our our kids were student directors mm-hmm. and just involved with it. Probably we're thinking about you know twelve to fifteen different searches, and wow. what a what a blessing that has been to see, you know the the youth that are on fire with their with their faith, mm-hmm. and those and we still see them around today. They're grown up, have kids their own, and so yeah. just a, a beautiful thing. Yep, good. So you're going through college. You you, mm-hmm. you met your future wife. Go mm-hmm. ahead and continue. Yeah. So. Um, we we were married in 1984, mm-hmm. and um, you know shortly after that, I we talked about our faith. We our faith was very much important with us then, but we also talked about. Um, I, I told her that I had you know a, kind of a, a, a pull towards the uh, towards the diaconate, and she thought that was a great idea. And I said, well, let's just wait. You know, mm-hmm. we, 
we had children right away, and they said, we'll see once we get towards the, you know, the, the kids being older and, and moving away or, you know, just where they're able to fend for themselves, mm-hmm. if we would want to consider going into diaconate formation. And, um, you know, we just left it up to God. We prayed about it. And um, sure enough, you know, uh, I've got a little push from uh, Mon- then Monsignor Gross, who was our pastor at St. <laughs> Santa Joachim. He had a way, right? He had a way, <laughs> yep. And then Deacon Eblen was mm-hmm. there. He's from, he was from my home parish in Hillsborough. And uh, he, he, those two together, they, they kind of prodded us to, mm-hmm. you know, consider it. And so we started back then. There was uh, four years of EPS education oh, for yeah. uh, parish, parish service. service. And so we took that and thought, okay, let's try that. Then we went through um, the uh, application and discernment to whether we should, you know, be, if we were being called to the diaconate. Mm-hmm. So, and I say that um, we, because it is, it is a husband and a wife. It's, it, it is a journey together. And ultimately, Brenda would, if I were to be ordained, Brenda would have to sign saying that she agrees that um, she would want me to be a deacon. Yeah, you hit two very important things there, that you do it together, and mm-hmm. then it's a call. Maybe talk a little bit about the call. I want to be a deacon, or I'm called to be a deacon. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, it's, it's something that I've, you know, I've been in contact with, or on, on Facebook, there's, there's people who are, there's deacon sites, and some that are asking, you know, I, I've, I've applied four times, and I haven't been able to get in. Well, it's, there's a discernment process mm-hmm. For ourselves and for the um, the selection team too, the, those that uh, that that uh, invite though the uh, the diaconate candidates in, and uh, so it isn't. It may be something I, I want to do, but ultimately, and this this discernment goes on throughout the whole formation right. too, mm-hmm. up until um, being uh, invited by the bishop to be uh, ordained, and so. Um, you know, throughout that, it's it's a constant discernment meeting with uh, with the the team, the formation team, um, spiritual direction as well. Spiritual direction definitely adds to that. You know, to to helping us not to decide, but to see is mm-hmm. that a calling? Yeah. So, yeah, wonderful. So anyway, so I I don't mean to have a huge detour, but I think it's important to bring out those two points. You and Brenda, yep. uh, moving forward, you felt the call. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we, uh, we started, we went through, and obviously we were accepted in, and um, we started formation, and it's, formation is, um, it's work, <laughs> it's joy, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's, it's building that relationship with God even further at a, at a different, different level and a, and a different uh, uh, backgrounds, mm-hmm. and, um, and really going through that with Brenda. Brenda was... Through through the formation, Brenda was always there. She had to pick up the um, pick up the slack around the house where mm-hmm. you know where I wasn't able to do when because there's plenty of studying, plenty of um, uh, writing homilies, plenty of um, pastoral care that we're asked to do, and and so many different facets of the diaconate that that she was uh, she would pick up the slack and she did it joyfully. She mm-hmm. was she was so good. What a you know that and it, it's it's. Um, it's had some strain on our marriage at times, just because, especially early on, until we got into the groove of mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's been such a blessing for our marriage. I, in the past five years, we've grown so much closer, you mm-hmm. know, up up and past um, ordination. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Deacon Pat Breen about his journey and his wife's to the diaconate. and of course, he's the one ordained. But as he's mentioned, you go through it together, and I think that's such a beautiful, beautiful uh, picture and image 
of how making, I always say this to my wife, shared sacrifice for mm-hmm. a common purpose really draws people close together. So as you're saying, she's looking there and going, okay, yeah, I'm doing a lot more work here, but look, we're doing this together. You need to be studying. You need to be writing homily, whatever it is. I'm here for you. And to be able to look at each other at the end of the day or when that's over, and you know what? Bringing us closer together. Another big thing that's been big for me, I think, and Veronica, as we go through um, formation now, is prayer. I'm really, and I, okay, I pray, but you know, no, it, it's, it's a whole 10 other levels in depth of prayer, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, that's one thing early in our marriage. It was, we didn't pray together probably for the first year, but then we started. It was interesting because our kids, when they went to Catholic school, they would come home with prayers and then we would start praying those prayers. And then the, the big challenge is when we went out to eat or something, mm-hmm. you know, we'd say grace at home, but we went out to the, the restaurants and then the kids are holding us accountable. They're, they're saying, <laughs> okay, let's pray. It's time to eat. And sure enough. So, but then over time, it, it just became, it, you know, it was a little, um, you know, Interesting to begin with, mm-hmm. praying together, but it's, it's so much a part of our life now. Praying liturgy of the hours together, just praying, you know, th- throughout the day, mm-hmm. back and forth yeah. with each other. That's so true. You know, we're talking with Deacon Pat Breen. And I think that, that that's a huge breakthrough. I think when most people's lives, when and they really are, are entering the spiritual life, is making prayer and things of God, not just something I do on the side, right. but integrating it and as it's just totally part of your everyday life. Exactly, exactly. Now, that, that is very, very true because it, it isn't, like you say, it's not something you do on the side. It's part of our conversation, and, and it's always, you know, back and forth with our children, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it isn't something that's, that's uneasy or anything. It's mm-hmm. just it's in, enmeshed in our, the fabric of us as, as a couple and us as a family, too. So, I'm sure you have examples, too, but I want to share a quick example with, with our four-year-old son, Romeo. He, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're trying to get him just to pray, you know, and, and he's so good. It's, it's amazing what he does. And so, uh, Veronica, my wife has been working a lot of shifts lately. She's a nurse. And so she was especially tired this one day, you know, and, and she had to leave early. And so we got up with Romeo and said, Romeo, let's pray for mommy. Cause she was, and he just says, dear Jesus, please be with mommy this day and help her. And it's just, just hear a four-year-old, you know, praying wow. to Jesus for, for your wife. I mean, I was, I was in tears, you know, but that, that's the, that's the depth of making it with your children that it's part of our life. It's, ex- it's what we do. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I found that to be the case, you know, as, having it enmeshed in, in our daily lives yeah. that uh, in my work, mm-hmm. it's, it's become so much more like that too. It's everything. Yeah. It starts in the, with the couples and then in the family and then moving out mm-hmm. into the, the, the outside world. Do you find yourself, Deacon Pat, I just, this, having just continual conversations with God? Right? It's, it's, isn't it it's, it's always, in, okay, Lord, what, what, do you, what do you want here, Lord, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, it, it's just conversation. Yeah. That's what it is. It's, it's no different, it, although we're talking to our yeah. maker, yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the God that loves us so much. It's, um, and it's interesting because in my current position at uh, St. Catherine's, I, I work with with people, with, um, with residents there. And they, they say, I don't know how to pray. I said, you just talk to God. Just tell him what you're feeling. If you're mad, tell him. Mm-hmm. If you're happy, you know, thank him. You know, and, and if you need help, just ask him for that. Mm. You know, it's, it's just conversation. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. so great. We're talking with Deacon Pat Breen about his journey to the diaconate and his ministry. He's given you just a little taste of what he's been able to do now in his ministry since his ordination. When we come back, we'll take him through any other thing in his development and his ordination and then the beautiful graces God has shown all along the way. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. 
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser. We are speaking with the deacon, Deacon Pat Breen. Thanks again so much for being with us, Deacon Pat. Appreciate it. So Deacon Pat has shared his his upbringing and in the faith and meeting his wonderful wife Brenda, family, discernment and call to the diaconate. Uh, Deacon Pat, let's uh, anything else in formation or moving on to ordination that you want to you want to touch on and share with our listeners? Yeah. So the listeners may or may not know this, but uh, formation itself it's the first two years are aspirancy that's aspiring to see is this where God is calling me, and the last three years are uh, candidacy, and. Um, and so during that those times, we we meet on weekends, and is it I, I got eight eight weekends a year? Nine eight, week? eight weekends for aspirancy. Yep. yep. Okay. Eight. Yep. And then um, and so it's it's a long time. Mm-hmm. It's uh, but it it starts on Friday night at five o'clock for us. It did, and then it ends on uh, ends on Sunday um, in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting, Saturday is usually a really long day. We mm-hmm. get there at eight o'clock. And then um, we get done at at about nine o'clock at night. And one of the uh, one of the other uh, ordination or one of the other uh, deacon candidates was saying, he says, you know, the first twelve 
hours are okay. He says, but that 13th hour on Saturday is just a tough one. <laughs> so it's, it's a commitment, but God provides us with all the, the graces and the strength we need. So then on uh, October 31st of 2020, I was ordained. Um, and this was during COVID. And, um, and so there, we didn't have a lot of people at the ordination. And, uh, but that was, that was okay. Um, we had the, the people that were there. What was a blessing for me was on, on uh, the following day, I was able to drive out to Bismarck with my family, and I was able to baptize our grandson, uh, Solanus Michael. So um, many great blessings from, from, uh, since I've been ordained. Um, and uh, Power, that, That's a great story, by the way. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing to be yep. able to baptize your grandson the day after your ordination. Exactly. Mm, what a blessing. Yep. So... You know, since then, uh, the, the ministry of, typical of what we would you'd see in a, a deacon. It's at mass. We, uh, uh, I, I am deacon at many at masses. Usually two on the weekends, and then uh, one on on uh, during the week. And then we're asked to do uh, benediction and um, exposition and benediction um, on Fridays, and uh, and then uh, several other things. We're uh, about once every month or every or every other month we're asked to help out with baptisms at uh, at St. San and Joachim if there if there's a, a larger number of them and so that's been a great blessing as well and then um, at, I'm at St. Catherine's North which used to be Rosewood on Broadway and there I, I am active with my diaconate um, one of the requirements for the position I'm in as as chaplain is is to be a deacon but I, I arrange for um, mass there. I arrange for a holy, couple holy hours, and then also um, for the Christian. We have a Christian service every every uh, week, and so I, I don't just minister to the Catholics, but I minister to the, the the Protestants as well. And that's been such a blessing for me, and um, and so I'm busy with that. Um, you know, we're asked to do other things. Yes, yes. Yesterday we. Um, I was over at the at the uh, at the cathedral, and there was the chrism mass. Oh, yeah. and so mm-hmm. I was asked to to assist there in carrying wine, the uh, the the oils. So there's a lot of opportunities. Um, I actually was uh, last fall. I was asked to preach at a mission up in Grand Forks, up at uh, St. Michael's, and that was a great uh, great blessing for me as well. So. Plenty to do. Yeah, exactly. There's three three main areas of service. The service of the altar that you talked about with yep. the mass and the baptism, the service of the word, the preaching, and then the service of charity, which yep. you kind of do all three, basically, up there at St. Catherine's North. But kind of a neat story, Deacon Pat, about how you got to St. Catherine's North. I mean, you were just working along. I'm guessing, saying, okay, Lord, just, just, okay, I'll just keep doing what you want to do. But it's kind of a neat story how you got there. And then I remember you telling me, Tim, God has been preparing me my whole <laughs> life for this. Share that with our yeah, listeners. Yep. So um, for 30 years, I was in software development as, as a developer and then as a manager. And um, the, the position there, I left there, and I went to NDSU for about three years. And um, all the time, I, in those jobs, I, I felt a, a bit of fulfillment, but it was, I wasn't able to be my, my full self. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like good, especially... Um, the last three years, um, uh, it's, it's, I couldn't speak the, the truth always when I felt that I could, mm. or that when I wanted to. And so um, this position came open last summer, and um, it's, it's like 
I, I, I saw it. I, actually, we were on vacation. Brenda and I and our, our daughter Miriam were on vacation camping. And I said, I need to apply for this. And it, it was, I've never felt that way before. I just felt something pulling me that direction. And so I went through the process and interviewed and, and I was offered the position. And as, as you said, Tim, it's, it's been such a blessing for me. Um, I, had, had I, 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 I ministered to the residents there. I, I visit them, I, you know, near, near, when they're getting near end of life, I'm there with them and their families. And what a humbling but beautiful experience uh, for me to be able to do that. And five years ago, I never would have, I, I would have ran away from that opportunity. Mm -hmm. it, it would have just scared me. But God has softened my heart through formation. And um, it, it's, it, it's, uh, it's not a job. People mm -hmm. ask, how's your job going? I said, I don't have a job. I said, this is, this is something that God has called me to. Um, it's, it's a vocation, and I, I look forward to being with the residents and, and just helping them through times. And it's all the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. It is not of my doing. It's, it, I couldn't imagine this, you know, that this would happen mm -hmm. to me, but it's, it's only through the Holy Spirit that he's given me the strength and the insight to do this. So true. You know, talking with Deacon Pat Breen, just a quick little story too, personal story. So I play music and I go up to St. Catherine's North sometime and right when I'm done with the hour of music, two to three, then you have holy hour. So I have been able to actually, when I'm done packing up, I usually sneak in the holy hour. I don't know if you noticed me or not. But yeah, I, I haven't, but I'll be looking for you. <laughs> I usually sneak in for a couple of minutes. And here's the beauty. Here's the image I have, Deacon Pat. I know you have a heart for the Lord. You have such a heart for Jesus. And I can see your heart for those residents. And when I see you exposing Jesus in adoration, leading them, I see your heart for Jesus, your heart for them, and you're just really facilitating this encounter with Jesus, bringing them closer together, which they really need at this time. We all need it, but especially at that time. So I just want to encourage you. I've seen that. And I can tell why you say God has been preparing you for this your whole life, because that is a heart of a servant. And that is what the diaconate's all about. And that's exactly what the diaconate's about. It's, it's about the heart of the servant. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, it's it's such a blessing, and I and I appreciate your your words, Tim. Um, but it, and I know that's that's the one thing I know is that it is not me. Mm -hmm. it, I, I'm I'm working as as an instrument for God. I've heard that throughout my life, but it hasn't. It hasn't hit home until now. It's the Holy Spirit. Amen. That is so good. From a place of humility. Deacon Pat Breen, thank you for coming and sharing your story with us. And God bless you and your family and your mission here and ministry in the diaconate. Well, thank you very much, Tim. I look forward to working with you in the future, too. Wonderful. And how that you're in my prayers and so are the rest of the diaconate candidates. Thank you. And have a blessed and sacred triduum. Same to you. All right. Tim. Thanks so much. That Deacon, Deacon Pat Breen. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Well, Therese... There we go. That's two hours. How crazy was that? It always goes by so fast. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we have coming up? We probably have another show coming up here in a, in a day or so. Huh? Yes, we do. Um, on tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Father John Rutten and Heather Carroll are going to be your hosts, coming to you live from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg. It's Pope Emeritus Benedict's 95th birthday. Joseph Ooh. Pierce will be on to share more about this. And Father John Rutten will share about the importance of Holy Week and what it means for the church. All that and more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's on Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Wonderful. That, that is great. And I certainly would like to uh, thank you personally, Therese. You're always doing such a wonderful professional job there. 
you know, through the window, making funny faces at me to, well, no, I just, I think it's just smiling at me to, <laughs> to keep me relaxed. No, it, I can make funny faces if you want. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, but anyway, it, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's wonderful to work with you. I'd really appreciate all your professionalism, all that thank you do. So thank you so much. Well, wonderful. Well, that's all we have for today. Jerry and Debbie is next. And until next time, we're on to remind you to practice your faith every day. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.